Hi, this is Quincy. You're listening to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Wednesday, October 11th. Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. I'm Jamal Cox. I'm joined by the hardest working dad in show business, Justin Kelly. Say hi to the people. JC, what's up, pal? We're in Little Owl Studios again. We're back in Little Owl on a Wednesday. The, the rarely seen Wednesday or heard Wednesday pod. Good for us. Yeah, that's right. Getting over that hump. Good for us. <laughs> Good for us. Yeah, we had to move a few things around with the scheduling uh, just because we're busy people. We're busy people. Yeah. We got to make this. We got to carve out more time for this. We need to clear our schedules. What are we doing working like a couple of suckers? <laughs> I'm over it. The work should be off the side of this desk. I'd agree. <laughs> I'd agree. Speaking of free time, how was your um, how was your Canadian? I'll phrase it as how was your Canadian Thanksgiving? Now I briefly saw you on the precipice of Thanksgiving, and then I saw you um, about halfway through for a moment when you were you're a little closer in my neighborhood. You were a little more south of here i say with an f <laughs> yeah yeah i was doing some house sitting for my in-laws your wonderful in-laws yeah lovely uh, heather and dave shout out to y'all they were down in berkeley uh heather had a high school reunion so we're keeping the the hacienda warm what a crib it is what a casa <laughs> it's it a is. legendary Whew! legendary spot Whew! yeah what a place um give me a little taste of the uh the flavor to your weekend your thanksgiving weekend as a soon-to-be canadian citizen Resident, apologies. Yeah, yeah. I um, let's see. So, just hanging out at the house, lots of family time. Saturday night, went out, um, hung out with some extended family, did some uh, Thanksgiving dinner. We did not do a turkey dinner. We we opted for a mm. taco dinner, some birria tacos, and a nice kind of like actually like Mexican spread. I like that. It was cool. Odale. <laughs> the great thing about it too is. It must have been like 75 Fahrenheit on Saturday. Yeah, it was hotter than a pistol. Yeah, it, it was nice. Must, I don't know, 20-something uh, Celsius. But it was, it was one of those days where I was like, I actually made a, a comment to uh, our cousin that was doing all the chefing. And it was like, I'm kind of glad we're not doing like a big turkey dinner because it's really hot right mm-hmm. now, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't want to be sitting inside just with a, in my case, a bad collared shirt just sweating away in the corner. <laughs> We've yeah. all been there. For sure, for sure. So you guys are outside in the in the fresh air, whipping up some tacos and a little mm-hmm. sprinkle of climate change. <laughs> Big sprinkle of climate change. I love That's that. Right. That sounds nice. Yeah, it was good. Had some margaritas and... Um, Very Mexican affair. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Lots of good vibes. How uh, many people at this gathering? All in with the kids, probably... I don't know. 12 14 that's a good amount yeah yeah it was a good it was a good crew it was it was a really nice mix of folks some folks i hadn't met before had some uh really rousing uh political conversation Ooh, i had i i got a story about that too yeah yeah did uh we got political at the at the thanksgiving table the one thing some say you shouldn't do no and you know what i applaud the our friend who embarked on that endeavor with me i yes. was a few in the bag and, and a few was marks like, in yeah and i was like hey i don't know if we want to go here he's like you know what let's go let's he like he, he like he brought you in landed the plane like let's come on let's have the conversation if not now then when and the cool thing i will say is like i think he knew just since felt out through the night previous to that that yeah. we probably had differing op- opinions on things okay. but still felt like hey well, i want to talk about it we, i want to talk about it i, I like we that. can agree to disagree because sometimes 
you know, people don't want to step on those eggshells, right? Like you mm. just don't want to embark on that. And then next thing you know, you're in this alley and like all of the goodwill that has been <laughs> built through the night yeah. takes a turn for the bad. Then Christmas is looking bleak. The next time <laughs> we get together for a turkey is looking bleak. Yeah, for sure. But it was good. That was a fun night. Uh, did some some other things. Just kind of relaxed. Hung out with you. Played some tennis. Oh, it was a good good long weekend overall. Yeah. Lovely. What about you? Actually, had a chill weekend too, JC. We had a little gathering uh, Sunday night. Most of my partner's family, or parts, I should say, of my partner's family were away. So we had a we had a nice dinner with what what was left, and it was a love. It was actually a, a really nice time. A really nice time. Yeah, we had we did the classic, classic turkey. It wasn't the true big bird. It was two sort of smaller turkey rolls. Okay. And um, yeah, it was nice. There's some there's some cousins were playing as you stated. It was a lovely day. So uh, yeah, actually vibes are pretty good. Vibes. Nice. Vibes were good. Nice. So there's something. There's a bone I want to pick here. Go on about Canadian Thanksgiving mm-hmm. versus American Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I want all the smoke. I want to just dig okay. into this. We haven't really... aside from it's too warm. Yes, that yeah, is yeah. a big part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big part of it. Go do, on, sorry to interrupt. Do you mind uh, going on this journey with me? Let's go. Okay. So, yes, in my new adopted home, I'm still trying to calibrate and get used to this second Monday Thanksgiving weekend kind mm-hmm. of a vibe here. Mm-hmm. It's way too early for me as an American. I'm used to Thanksgiving being six weeks later. Right. And... Like I said, we had the Mexican food because it was like <laughs> quite hot. Even last year, yeah. I remember barbecuing on my uh, patio because it was it was quite warm as well. I was swimming in a lake about an hour north of here last <laughs> Thanksgiving. Last Thanksgiving. That's not synonymous with Turkey Day for me. <laughs> no, I must admit, n- not me either. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's just one of those things I'm still getting used to where I'm just looking at it and I'm just like, okay. Love the holiday. I never want to back out of a holiday. Yeah, I always want a holiday. But I'm just like, can we move this a little bit? And here are some of the reasons I'm thinking about it. Like you said, it's too warm. Also, as an American, the like fluctuation, and some people think this is an advantage, but the like fact that there is not really a designated date yeah. for dinner. But if, you know, oh, modern families, extended families, the way things are, you have kind of this whole weekend, I guess you can spread out and right. go to different people's houses and eat um, different nights and, and set things of that. But for me, I'm just dyed in the wool, red, white, and blue, mm-hmm. the funny things you do. America, These colors don't America, run. this is you. Yeah. yeah, where it's like Thursday night. <laughs> America's Funniest Home Videos referencer? Yeah, it was. Nice. bad. Nice. Um, Thursday night. That's the night. Not even night. It's like two o'clock, four o'clock. You just just plow through as many. <laughs> that no, the Thursday. Uh, remind me, the American Thanksgiving yes. goes Thursdays. The it, it's a holiday, right? And that's when we see the football games. The Lions are always playing. Then Friday is what we call Black Friday or Cyber Friday. No, I might be Cyber conf- Monday, Black conf- Friday, conflating the two. And then we have the weekend. Yeah. So. Thursday night, like you said, is Thanksgiving, and traditionally, I know in my family, and some families might do it a bit differently, but kind of what I grew up with universally, like friends and family extended, Thursday night's a big night. You're with your family. Sometimes it's picking a side of a family, which can be contentious in some families. Cough, cough. Yep, because like, who's doing the bird? You know, who's doing, who's got the game on, all this stuff. You kind of rotate through. 
I remember even back in the day, we'd have our Christmas draw on my mom's side of the family. So what that was, it was basically you draw names to see who you're giving a gift to for Christmas. Coffee. So there's all of these like traditions I have wrapped into it <clears throat> yep. that I you know don't get to celebrate here. So there's a bit of that for me. And as well, like you said, the Black Friday is a big shopping day. The kind of I've heard a lot of Canadians and uh, folks from other parts of the world make fun of the fact that like it's just playing into those stereotypes of Americans like, oh, I'm gonna go get a 60 inch flat screen yeah. tomorrow after I, I've, you know, filled my food that filled myself with food for the night before, and I've watched American football and concussions happening. You know, so people, I understand yeah. it's easy to pile on, but sure. this, those traditions, yes, yeah, seeing Detroit lose, yeah. seeing Dallas yeah. like. Likely lose. Yeah, I remember the Leon Lett game. Like nice. all of these things, seeing all of those things, and then as well when you're in college, it's such a great, great week because that's typically the week where you get a, like the whole week off or like reading week. We often called it in university in the U.S. You go home on the Wednesday. You haven't seen your buddies since the summer. Who are away doing their own things often somewhere else. I've got friends across the state. I've got friends. I've got friends out of state sure. at different universities. Sure. So the Wednesday night was the big bar night. You come back um, home. Get, thir- Thursday, you have a turkey. Yeah. Thursday, yeah, you come home. Wednesday, drink. Thursday, family. Friday, shop. Saturday, try to holler at your high school crush who's back sure. in town. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So Sounds like a nice little run of days there. Yeah, yeah. you got college football on the Friday, too, typically, like, Lots of rivalry games. I think like Texas, Texas A&M, Virginia, Virginia Tech. There's like a whole slate. Apple so Cup, whole- Washington v. Wazoo, Civil War, Oregon versus Oregon State. Boom. Yeah. So it's just this whole energy around that holiday. I like that. Yeah. I, it also strikes me too as a Canadian um, look, looking, I say looking down geographically, not. <laughs> no, that'd be very Canadian if you look down <laughs> no, at like, us. <laughs> um, it also feels like to me too, the one thing I like about it from a distance is that it's sort of a, a real sort of kickoff to the holiday season. Great. It's, yep. it's close. Like we're just on the precipice of December. Lots of the parts of the country are getting cold and you're starting to feel really wintry old man. Winter is starting to get in your bones a little bit. Feels like a nice start to the holiday season. Man, I remember just that. I just just popped on my head. I remember being at my cousin Lonnie's house, playing football literally like we would rake leaves into a pile and like the end zone yeah and like go long and like throw and like dive into the pile. what's better what's better than that yeah lonnie cream alvin like we were just all like hanging out playing football then you go in like it's just like quintessential like what people think of with american yeah yeah thing. That's, like great. Said, that's great man crisp, i like that sweater weather like all that. of that whereas like here i feel like it's like okay we have the thanksgiving now now everyone's building up my kids Spooky season, they call it. Everybody's building up to Halloween. Halloween. And then, say Halloween. Yeah. Like, it's such a big deal here. We do Halloween, do the fireworks on Halloween, which I still don't fucking understand in Victoria. We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) Next (laughs) episode. And then the next thing you know, it's the fucking death march until Christmas. I don't Mm. need eight weeks of jingle bells, but apparently you guys feel like you do. And it's just so, like, Christian and Western and, like, English and British to me. And I really... Can't stand it because for me, I don't like the Christian rub of it. I, I no, I very much agree with that. There's yeah. some traditional stuff there that I wouldn't mind if it kind of got lost. Yeah, yeah. And I and I get that. Yeah. This, and and I get that not everybody's gonna align with what I'm saying here. But for me, it's like the pacing of it all is just so pun intended foreign 
because <laughs> you have the build to Halloween, you have the build to Thanksgiving, and then you got the Black Friday, you got next yeah. day, then you've got this Christmas thing where it's not drawn out, and it's like November 14th, and I'm hearing silver bells again. Because in the United States, you're saying they wait until after Thanksgiving to really flip the switch on... Yeah, on, it's kind of faux pas to like dig in. I mean, you'll find... Uh, like, wait, wait, I got a question that, for you. Yeah. My neighbors got... Um, and he listens to the pod, so may or, he may or may not, you know, jump me on the corner tomorrow. Tomorrow, he had his. Uh, what about Halloween decorations up before we have the Thanksgiving? I don't. I don't well, I hate Halloween. Ha- what happened so. to the decorum around these sorts of things? <laughs> I hate Halloween, so I feel like don't do it. Hate, but, hate, hate. Um, yeah. But I, I get it. I get it. Uh, Brussels sprouts, you like? Yes. Me too. I'll take with them bacon. In. With bacon. Need sure, bacon. Sure. I don't need the bacon. I'll take them any way I can get it. Bacon, okay. no bacon, broiled, baked. Steam. I'll have it. Okay. Mashed potatoes? Yes. Okay. Okay. We've established, but you like turkey, but you're happy to pass on turkey this week. Huh? Yeah, I'm happy to pass on it, but I do like turkey a lot. Yeah, me too. Especially the day after Sandwichville. Which brings me to my next question. Cranberries. Where do you stand on... Do you like gra- gravy? Did we just say that? Do you like gravy? I do. Yeah, I'm a big gravy guy. Big gravy guy. Well, how do you feel about... How do you feel about the cranberries? Cranberguesas. I... Like, yeah. you, it comes in many forms, right? So we have, as you probably saw, saw at your local grocery, we had the the berries in the raw form to be cooked down and stewed into a cranberry compote. Any of any... Um, texture you desire we've got the classic jelly and then the canned sauce i kind of like that gelatinous mold that comes out of the can yeah i'm not, I'm not gonna lie like I'm, with no real berry in it <laughs> <laughs> lots of coloring yeah yeah i like that um sometimes i don't i want my cranberry sauce to be sweet actually hmm. to offset the gravy yeah. all of the salt all the sodium all the salt you go cranberry gravy, same bite? Yeah. Oh, you're an animal. Do you know what I, I like to do the day after? <laughs> I get them Brussels sprouts. Mm. I get mashed potatoes. Also, a big mm. thing in the South where I'm from, macaroni and cheese. Shout out to all my aunties. We just kind of, you have to make some macaroni and cheese for Thanksgiving. And I I'd be okay if that thing. was a, the macaroni and cheese made its way north, if, if I may be so bold. I'll have to make you a, like a silver tin of mac and cheese sometime. Please. The other thing, too, briefly... We do sweet potato pie. We do not, do not do pumpkin pie. Sweet potato pie. Okay. Noted. So, Noted. Yeah. But what I like to call a failure pile, the next day I have my turkey, stuffing, gravy, cranberry, mac cream. and cheese, yep. whatever greens, like whether it be uh, string beans, Brussels sprouts, all that. That's in a bowl. I put that in for whatever feels good on the microwave i'm a weird microwave guy I like you putting, use a microwave yeah you know <laughs> i do not i put in a weird time destroys the chemistry of food makes it quick fast and good so something i like to do just completely nobody cares about this but i don't do even times in the microwave like you know that you have no, settings. nobody does yeah. two 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 three 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 yeah like 37 yeah yeah yeah, yeah 148 so I put that in there, and then I've got everything, and I've got the, all those the melange, like all of those flavors are melding together. So I in that mix, I need something a little bit sweet. Mm-hmm. If I don't have a sweet potato mash or something like that, so that's where the cranberry sweetness comes in to offset sure. all those sure. other flavors mingling. 
great for the UTI too. Did I ever tell you that I used to work? I used to work at an Ocean Spray Cranberry Farm. No. Yeah, I used to work at an Ocean Spray Cranberry Farm. Summer job, somewhere in between high school and college, I worked at an Ocean Spray Cranberry Farm in Black Creek, El Merville, if we're being specific. Shout out to Merville. Yeah, I worked at an Ocean Spray Cranberry Farm. We used to. What did we used to do? Some weed treatment. Mostly used to drive around and there's another guy I worked with and we just talked like sports. He was a big hockey guy. So we used to mm-hmm. like just like name Chicago Blackhawks until one of us couldn't. And then Chilios. We, yeah, sorry. Chicago, the Chicago hockey team. That was, wasn't mm-hmm. great. I mean, and then, so we just do, we just kind of do that. We, there's weird, there's some odd, funny moments of trying to look busy in this big cranberry farm. Cranberries grow in bogs, by the way. Okay. So when it's time to harvest them, the bogs fill with water and you kind of, corral the cranberries off the top i had no clue there's yeah. so many foods that i don't know what their origin comes from, like what it looks like to actually harvest yeah. those foods that's really interesting it was it was a fun it was kind of a fun job i can't remember there was other tasks we did but i can't really recall probably a lot of time on like a trimmer line like a weed eater yeah yeah it's probably all i'm good for it's prepping you for your, your future yeah. endeavors yeah lucky me <laughs> what's your take on cranberry i never i never Never, three nevers, eat cranberry the same. Um, when it's hot and fresh, hot and fresh out the kitchen, never eat it. Cranberry the next day in the sando, ah, I will mess with. Okay. I will mess with. I'll go cranberry stuffing or dressing, whatever your, the word you like to use, turkey, and I'll go, I'll use some cranberry in, in that. But on the night of the night of the bird, Tommy T, I go, I go gravy. Gravy on everything. Not overdone, just a, a light drizzle on everything. And most most family occasions I'm at, I'm I take the reins on the gravy. Okay. Because we get stuck in a situation, JC, where there's a subpar gravy. Mm, <laughs> Daddy, no like I'll, you. I'll pack everyone up in the van and I'll get the hell out. <laughs> so that's the line right there. That's the line. There's a certain standard. Of there's gravy. a line in there somewhere. <laughs> So speaking of all the, the food talk there, I got a quick story of something that happened today I wanted to share with everybody. So my kids, if you were faithful listeners, you know they don't like food typically. <laughs> and we were having a really just tough day overall. There's a lot of like just scheduling things happening that weren't aligning. And I couldn't get the kids to eat. Um, my wife came home and basically was just like, okay, she had planned we're going to make She's going to make some salmon and a few sides. And one of my kids, had gone. Uh, Dante had gone to bed. He was just kind of doing his thing, reading. He was disinterested in the food. Disinterested. He had uh, Annie's mac and cheese, what a, yeah, begrudgingly. Yeah, sure. And uh, a few, like, vegetables. Mm. So Nico really wasn't um, that interested in the Annie's, but he was definitely hungry. And he kind of lingers. And I've always had this, this inkling I even said it to my cousin on Saturday. It's like Dante kind of is a, a saboteur of Nick Nico's appetite. Yeah. So anyway, I'm in the other room doing something and I hear Julia's like, hey, like, let's look at this recipe. And we uh, used to do some of those meal prep kind of things like during COVID, like you like send out, they send you all the ingredients. You follow the directions Copy. and you make a quick uh, meal. So we kept a lot of those menus on hand because we actually enjoyed a lot of them and also just thought, hey, this could be some inspiration later on. Yep, like the recipes. The recipes, for sure, yeah. And um, I'm kind of listening in in the other room and like Nico just starts 
helping Julia like assemble this this love res- it. this recipe. Yeah, I love it. And she's riffing on it a bit, but it's simply it's just like baked salmon with uh, we had some red potatoes and then this balsamic kind of onion glaze mm-hmm. to go with it, and then like some wilted spinach that we had to had to use from our farm box. So. So Wilted spinach was my nickname in high school. <laughs> so they're assembling this meal. And then like Nico's just coming into the other room and he's talking to me. He's like, hey, dad, like, look at this. And he's like showing me the seasonings and stuff. And he's basically just. He's helped, into it. He's into it. He's like, and I've heard people say, like, if you get your kid actually hands on in the process, that totally. can open them up to some new, new meals and foods that they don't usually, you know, mm-hmm. like to try. So eventually he's kind of checking on me like a waiter and he said like the, the potatoes are up, the spinach is coming, love it. Love all it. this stuff. And he's like, we're fixing you a plate right now. And uh, which is a very Southern thing, by the way, saying fixed in the plate. But, but he, he says it. He says it. He's, Hell yeah. he's got a little bit of the genetics there. So anyway, we get to the point, come in and we've got everything like all set up. So we're having this three person dinner where my other kids upstairs reading, doing his thing. And never seen him in my life eat salmon or like this like spinach ever ever and he ate it tonight ate it asked for more wow it gets better you just got to be part of the process got to be part of the process it gets better though so then he looks at julia and he's just like what are we making tomorrow night love it she pulls out the rest of the recipes that we had says pick one he goes through and he's like i like this one i don't like that one we make basically almost like a, like a folder of potential recipes that he wants to make. So, yeah, we're set up. Like so now, I feel like we can just break through, and he's gonna try to a lot of different foods that he hasn't. And I'm not gonna have to be making two, sometimes three different meals Yikes. for dinner in a night. Yikes! I wish so. you well with this. I hope this is what comes to fruition. That this is a a template for what might happen going forward with the food stuff. Because I know that's. Uh, that's a serious issue around here for legit reasons. I needed that W more than the Carolina Panthers need to win on Sunday. Ooh. It was it was crucial. So like that Carolina Panthers fan in the Seattle dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's okay. Hope he's okay. Yeah. But it was a win, and I just wanted to share that because I know the people that have been following us probably thinks, oh, man, Jabal and the food woes. But I feel like we're turning a corner, and it really warmed my heart. That's good. I hope that – I do. Again, I hope that leads to – some progress in that category and yeah. yeah seeing you know being able to like touch it and feel it and build it that's gonna help yeah some attachment it's not like ew what is that like he actually has cut the potatoes he's yeah. saw the the raw spinach I gotcha. yeah i gotcha and so. his and his older his older brother his older sibling not being there kind of opening the lane for him to kind of experience that is uh, a piece to it too oh yeah it's huge because there wasn't that judgment i think anytime he his what? older brother what you're are you eating food <laughs> Ugh, food. That food water and air for me <laughs> that food is is not beige how dare you put it in your mouth but yeah i think it's one of those things like you subconsciously i think he wants to win the approval of his brother right of course of course so hey my brother doesn't eat uh salmon why am i gonna eat this pink Rip. fish that's funny man yeah that's good what about you? Like, I know you got some uh, some special things happening this weekend. Um, what's what's going on? First, I want to just quickly lay out. I've got uh, I've got kids basketball that I'm a part of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week. You little, getting paid for that? Little, <laughs> God, yeah, 
No. <laughs> Tennessee volunteer. In fact, I'm here. paying. I'm paying <laughs> to do it. Yeah, so my midweek is jammed with basketball. It's uh, I, I must admit, I love it, though. Coaching, there are Tuesday nights sort of starting last week's really reignited my love for basketball. So, so far, so good. We're, um, you know, it's early days. The ship the ship might not be as rosy in a few weeks or months, but still enjoying that. And then, yeah, this weekend headed out Saturday, Saturday midday, headed out me and a couple of members of the Truth Hurts basketball team <laughs> headed out for a little camping at uh, Goldstream Provincial Park, about 40 minutes north of where we are here in Little Owl Studios for a little, uh, a little meeting of the minds, a little That's, meeting of the minds out there. That sounds awesome. That sounds like a great weekend on Cap. It's going to be, I think it's going to be great. We got, yeah, looking forward to Friday night with the family and then head out there for Saturday uh, and see some of the fellas, a couple of, couple of dear friends, one coming over Frank from Vancouver, the other three a little more local, but yeah, real meeting of the minds. We're going to chop it up. We're going to break it down um, as we were just spent a big segment on food already. The group text is just hammering out food ideas. I am bringing JK's famous queso, soon to be bottled and available in your local retailer. I'm going to bring out the queso ingredients and get that going on the open fire. Some protein, some veg, it's all there. You chucking out the flat top? Oh, I'm not, but I'm bringing the uh, the small flat top attachment to go on the open flame, build up the coal. It's going to be a lot of, they just lifted the fire ban here in the southern right. tip of Vancouver like three weeks ago. Again, shout out to climate change. So it's going to be nice to have a, a real roaring, long, excuse me, fire and just soak that up. No, that's great. Just having some drinks by the fire, bellies full, great conversation. Yeah. No kids. <laughs> oh, check, check, check. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All those things. It's going to be great. There's a, there's a river out there. I'm sure we'll take a couple of dips in just to, you know, wash out the old body and then climb back into the smoke. <laughs> It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. No, it's it's going to be awesome, man. No, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to the tales uh, next week. Next week? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, Let's take a break. Take a break. Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. We want to talk a little bit of college football, one of our favorite things to do here on the Sports Gloss. We are going to go through our top five teams for the week. Hey, now. Ready, Jay? Yes. All right. I'll start off. We're going from number five going up to number one. Sound good? Well, I don't think you go from five up to one. Wouldn't you go from five down to one? (laughs) Tomato, tomato. Okay. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I always get that confused. Ascending, descending. Okay. For number five for me this week. Number five. (laughs) I got your University of Washington Huskies. Who you got at five? I also have the University of Washington Huskies. Big, big game, which we'll dive a little deeper into. On Saturday, they've had a bye this past week. They play the Ducks of Oregon on Saturday in mm. a massive, massive 
tilt 12:30 pacific catch some of that game of the year potential i believe take the over in yes. that one yeah we should see the over what's your number four your least favorite team ohio state buck the fuck guys okay you're going with them even though they don't have a quarterback i like it they're good good squad ryan day i'm going with the oklahoma sooners fresh off beating texas yep at the cotton bowl in the red river game red river rivalry game I like what I saw, the little snippets I saw of Oklahoma. I like their moxie. I like their Jonathan moxie. I picked Texas in that game, but the Sooners were impressive. Shout out to Adrian Peterson, someone who went from Texas to Oklahoma. That's right. I've never been in the state of Oklahoma. However, I know the biggest team that's on the cover of the paper and the sports section every day is the University of Oklahoma football team. I'm rolling with the Sooners. I like it. A big Oklahoma Sooner uh, family member for me, my uh, my cousin Alvin is, a, is an alum Ooh. from the engineering school there, so I always got one eye on them. So that was a, you know, Oklahoma ruined a lot of Texans state fair that day. Nice. For sure. How is the engineering program at Oklahoma? How's Alvin? It's really good. Alvin's really good. Does he listen to the pod? Yeah, he listens sometimes. <laughs> All right. I would say really quick before we move on, Oklahoma, shout out to Dylan Gabriel, their uh, lefty. Right. We love, uh, we, we love a lefty. Their lefty quarterback had a big, big day. I think he was he accounted for probably three, 400 yards himself, ran for over 100, threw for over 200 as well, I believe. And at this point in the college football season, sort of the leader in the clubhouse for the Heisman, based on his performance in that game, he's in at least in the top three, if not higher looking really good yeah they haven't sent us the sports gloss of vote yet for the heisman they will they will <laughs> they will number three i got florida state fsu yeah they're number four i believe in the ap but i'm gonna put them at three who do you have proud members of the acc florida state <laughs> proud is an operative word neon dion's old school coach prime's old school colorado plays Stanford on Friday night in Boulder. Oh yeah, that's a that's a Friday night tilt, the rare Friday night tilt. That's eyeballs on that. You know, I must admit, I've only seen like 120 combined seconds of the Florida State Seminoles, another nickname that should be abolished. But they, I mean, they look good. They've been sitting there all all season at three, so I'm not going to bump them yet in my power rankings. JC number two, Georgia Bulldogs. The dogs. Some people will be mad at this because they think, hey, Georgia hasn't lost a game since when. Um, I'm not convinced by Carson Beck, their quarterback. I know people like to talk about their tight end, Bowers. They don't have the same names. They lose a lot of guys in the draft. I know that they get tons of five stars every year. Uh, Bob Stoops or one of the Stoops talking about how they pay for them all this week yeah, after they, Kentucky got crashed. <laughs> that's right. I think they do. And he was looking at his um, alumni to get a little more NIL dollars was what he was trying to do. You're a basketball school. Yeah. Well, he was saying we, we need more money to pay to get better players to compete with Georgia. That's the only reason we lost. It wasn't my coaching. <laughs> Believe what you want, Stoops. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I got Georgia to... Um, I'm, I feel like I'm just not convinced yet that they're like the elite top team. You, you miss you miss Stetson Bennett. <laughs> um, I I like that. It makes that makes sense to me. I'm keeping the University of Michigan Wolverines, the Wolverines Ooh. of Ann Arbor, in the two spot. 
I'm keeping them in the two spot. Okay. Now, that's partly because I don't want to get too excited. I sort of randomly ran into you on... What day was that? Sunday? Yeah. Sunday. And I was all hot and heavy. I was all horned up on the uh, on the Wolverines. Because on the Saturday evening, my uncle and I and beautiful James Bay, occasionally through the years when there's a night game, uh, my uncle and I, Uncle DK... He used to listen to the pod. I think we lost him. <laughs> he once said to me he didn't understand what language we were speaking, so I think we lost him, but <laughs> may he rest in peace. Um, we uh, we watch, sometimes we'll watch the games on tape delay. I'll go over to his crib and we'll watch tip to tail once my kids go to sleep. And I, for the first time this year, I watched the Wolverines of Michigan play tip to tail and I saw you the next day and I still had that maize and blue running through my veins and I was feeling it so I'm, I think I coerced you a little bit into going with your number one projection which is who JC Michigan hey now Michigan yeah I love the Virginia boy Corum running back uh, you were talking about the, uh, the O-line looking really stout and the only question for me is McCarthy. I feel like he's the key. I feel like JJ, God. quarterback, if he can stay, you know, mistake free, stay healthy, just sometimes you just got to do enough. I think he's got enough talent around him mm-hmm. that they can, they could be playing for the Natty. No, I've got Georgia number one. I've got Georgia one, Michigan two. You've got Michigan one, Georgia two. But let's talk a little bit more about Michigan for a second here. Now, Michigan is the team that I watch. That's my favorite football team to watch, period. So let's have a, a Michigan minute here, JC. I love it. Thank you for giving me the room. This, this makes me feel good. This warms the cockles of my heart. Now, what you just said is so correct. After watching Michigan tip to tail on Saturday evening, their line, their O-line in particular, is extremely, extremely veteran-laden and absolute hogs. These guys are just, even if you were a person who doesn't watch a ton of football, you couldn't help but notice how powerful Michigan's offensive line was. Football is one on the line, and that was so clear. That's why the running game is is so good. You mentioned Blake Corum, a proud Virginian like you. Uh, their backup, Edwards, who's a who's a has uh, big play capabilities at any moment. It's because their O-line is so bloody dominant. You, it's so true. That is the big thing. I mean, we talked about Georgia, like the success they've had Georgia. in the past. Yeah, and a big part of it is because look at look at who they put in the NFL the last few years, like Jalen Carter. Yes, all these guys. Yes, both sides of the ball. Like they've got a lot of uh, O line guys. But getting back to Michigan too, they've had those guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchison. Thank you, Aiden yeah. Hutchison. When they had success, uh, maybe Ojabo. I feel like was a, yep. his uh, partner in crime. So they've if you can control that line of scrimmage there's many and there's many more yeah been drafted in the first couple of rounds jj mccarthy you mentioned michigan quarterback jj mccarthy now the last few years jj has me tripping a little bit because his, there's a few plays i've seen him uh, especially last year where he kind of closed his eyes and put his head down and just threw the ball as hard as he could bells down there somewhere yeah yeah and cornelius johnson shout out to corny gets it <laughs> and he kind of he's had some good luck in that in sort of that regard, but he's looking a little more, hmm, he's looking a little bit more intelligent and composed back there, probably the product of experience and maturity. 
And and again, that line is giving him all damn day back there to pick it apart. He's also super athletic. He's a dual threat guy. So he ran in two touchdowns on Saturday night and made some nice plays versus the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. So I'm I'm really excited about the Wolverines going forward. Like they they have they have a chance to be in the mix and oh, oh baby. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about about the maize and blue, JC. I feel like JJ does wipe that sour taste of Shea Patterson out of your mouth. BC Lions property, Shea Patterson. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is, and this is a quarterback, right? When Harbaugh, thank you for bringing this up. When Harbaugh landed back at the University of Michigan nine years ago, I mean, this was the quarterback whisperer, right? This is the guy who had all these quarterbacks, most notably Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco when they went to the Super Bowl and he lost to his brother. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yes. Nice. Yes. A couple of BC Lions there. So this is, he's had these sort of, um, quarterbacks at yeah in at Michigan the last nine years and none of them have really really popped 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 I don't know if JJ's quite there yet I'm not all in all in but he's looking really really great so far the problem with Michigan is they haven't fucking played anybody it's hard to tell right? it's hard to tell where they're at and that's why I have them at number two we got we got Indiana I use we speak there we've got Indiana uh this Saturday uh, weekend after that, we have uh, Michigan State, which is in shambles with the whole Mel Tucker thing. Don't forget, he was the previous coach at Colorado. So we'll see what happens. That being said, uh, if you're looking for a team to watch on a Saturday afternoon, a gloss listener once once said to me, who's not a football person, Michigan football, what's bigger than that? Grab a little of the Wolverines. Grab a, grab a cold bubbly water and some chips and queso and dive into the Wolverines. <laughs> I love it. I was uh, kind of seeding this next little bit here, too, talking about Shea Patterson, who finished at Michigan but started at Ole Miss. He did? And um, a couple weeks ago, I know we've, we've been away. We missed you. We love you. Thanks for being here, Sports Gloss listeners. But a couple weeks ago, Ole Miss had a huge game with LSU. It was a, it was a shootout down there. And during the game, a few, a few things transpired. And one of those things was... They got fined as a $75,000. Who got fined? Sorry, Ole Miss, that we're at the home team. They got fined $75,000 for, uh, quote, throwing debris at the LSU players. So Ooh. that's that's one strike. That's what they okay. got. Go okay. ahead. No, no. I don't, I don't know what debris is. No. Uh, I can imagine. I remember seeing a couple of little snippets of uh, uh, Ole Miss fans rushing the field. So that's the other point. Okay, so the the debris was being thrown before the end of the game. Yes. Please elaborate. Uh, as well, that rushing the field after this big victory, the SEC, I believe, or maybe NCAA, I'm not sure, conflating it, but they're fine on top of the 75K, just a cool $100,000 for that. And I was just looking at this and I'm thinking, that's quite the price for a big victory over a rival and then it just kind of got me thinking, and here's my Q&A with J&J for the week. you have a sponsor? Q&A with J&J brought to you by turkey slangers. <laughs> hey, why are these turkeys so expensive nowadays? I go, I'm looking for an, looking for an organic bird. Why does it cost me $86? <laughs> Good Lord, that's a lot of money. What are we feeding these turkeys the other 300 days a year? Gold dust? <laughs> 
<laughs> you're only relevant a few weeks, months of the year, and you're gouging us on this, on Come these turkeys, on. these birds? Come on, turkey people. Well, I know the margin's there, but golly. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. gobble. All my money. <laughs> no kidding. What's the question? So the question is this. Do you think this is an excessive fine for the jubilation of your fans running on the field? Or do you think it is apt for putting, let's say, the opposing teams, players, and mm-hmm. coaching staff mm-hmm. Okay, in I've danger? got an answer. If it was just a fine for fans rushing the field, that happens all the time. That seems a bit excessive. And I would bet, I would bet that Ole Miss is thinking to themselves, that's money well spent, <laughs> right? Like they're selling $100,000, you know, in their two designated areas of Miller Lite. Yeah. I've heard uh, from some people in the know that this is quite a huge rivalry. I didn't, like, it might not carry the same weight of, like, um, I don't know, like Alabama-Georgia or something like that yeah. in the SEC or, like, or the Iron Bowl or something like that. Sure. But... These are bitter rivals. These are bitter, bitter mm. rivals. So I think Ole Miss getting over on LSU or Ole Miss, you know, didn't really, you know, you had Eli doing his thing back then, but they had a couple of those years weren't great. LSU was elite. Yep. It was less miles years and mm-hmm. all of that, mm-hmm. Saban years. We've got Lane Kiffin and his visor. Always an interesting look. I never understand why anyone wears a visor. I'm sorry, I'm hardly a fashion plate, but no comprendo. Versus the coach of LSU who's making like 12 million bucks a year. He signed a $100 million contract. They paid all this money. LSU paid all this money to Notre Dame. To, sorry, to pull him from Notre Dame. And that's my father's namesake, Brian Kelly, who thus far, who thus far at LSU has shown no, no ability to get anything done. I have no faith in that, Brian Kelly. Let me tell you. Do you think they're looking back and saying, Coach O wasn't that bad? Yes, I think they will be really soon. That guy strikes me as such a dunce in every interview. He does not seem like the sharpest tool in the shed. Go Tigers. Yeah. This fake southern accent. The guy's from like Connecticut or Massachusetts. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, that I, I have a similar take. I think that's just that's that's the chump change. They'll find that in their couches at, at Old Miss for sure. There's yeah. a lot of uh boosters. There is. And uh where's the price of the trouble? Hotty toddy. Let's jump into the games of the week. Give me a quick pick. The biggest one here locally and where uh, ESPN's College Game Day is going to be broadcasting at 6 a.m. Pacific in the dark. If you're one of those people heading down, especially from the southern tip of Vancouver Island, and if I wasn't camping with my nearest and dearest in Goldstream, I wish I was one of these people. (laughs) We've got University of Washington versus the Ducks of Oregon. As mentioned, this is an absolute cracker of a game. Seven versus eight. Maybe the biggest game of the weekend. The game is totally sold out. Yeah. I still haven't been to a football game down there. I still haven't sat at a bar and had some boar's head ragu close to the stadium like you. <laughs> Who you got in this game, JC? I'm going to go upset. I'm taking ducks. Quack. You're taking the ducks. I'm taking uh, 20. 20- I mean, an upset's a bit strong. It's seven versus eight. I mean, we're splitting hairs. Yeah, upset might be a bit harsh. I'm taking the 29-year-old quarterback, Bo Nix. I'm, jo- I'm joking. He's he's not Chris Winky, but he's he's been around. For <laughs> he's a long 26 time. and a half. I saw a stat that like he played at Oregon. Sorry, he played at Auburn in his first stint against Justin Herbert when Justin Herbert was at Oregon. Justin Herbert is 
been the quarterback at the Los Angeles Chargers for three years now. He's almost on a second contract. <laughs> yeah. So, but all that being said, Bo Nix, he can work the magic, just like our, your boy J.J. McCarthy, dual threat. I feel like he, Big game. Big game. I big feel like game he's in Seattle. Ha- I think that experience, and I think that Oregon front front line, front mm-hmm. seven, whatever, mm-hmm. is that's a good Sorry, that's a good point and something I want to mention with Michigan, and Oregon has that too. It's not – I was talking about the line play. The line play is amazing, but what part of what makes that line play so great on both sides of the ball is they have the subs, they have the reserves, they're second stringers who come in to take some some reps. Those are five star kids, four star kids on the line. Like the that's set, those second team offensive and defensive linemen for an Oregon or a Michigan are just absolute dynamite players at their position. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I'm really, wear you down, break you. Yeah, Oregon. You know they spread you out and stuff, but they want to run. They want to pound you. Um, you saw what they did to Colorado. I feel like. They're going to carry this momentum forward. They're going to go into Seattle. I'm The 12.30 start time. Yeah, it sucks. should be a night game. Thank you. It should be a night game. Who are you taking? I'm taking you, Dub. I'm mm. going with Michael Penix, that big Penix energy. I'm, hey. I'm rolling. We talked about his arm last week, the touch he has on the ball. I'm rolling with Michael Penix. As you mentioned in the previous pod, he's got those two wide receivers who are going to go in the first round. I really like watching Michael Penix play. I'm rolling with the locals. I love purple. I'm rolling with the uh, the purple dogs this weekend. I think there's going to be a little bit wet down there, a little bit of rain, but I think, you know what, that's not going to stop the uh, the scoreboard from uh, putting up big numbers. You know in uh, UW, again, something I want to experience, but I haven't, they call it sailgating. Yeah. They call it sailgating, not tailgating, which is always the best part of it. Sailing. They take me away. That's Michael Cross. Yeah. They uh, people park, not park. People chill in their boats and enjoy the pregame festivities on Mott Lake, and then they roll into the game right off their boat into the stadium. Fred That's- Smoot would approve. <laughs> ah, so would the New York Giants. <laughs> That's right. Fred Smoot would approve, and that seems like a nice way to live. Get off my. Uh, Get off my my nice vessel, and I roll into the game, and then I just that seems like good living is what I'm trying to stress. Hey, we'll be there one day. We'll sell gate. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> USC Notre Dame from South Bend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is Who a night you game. Got? This is a night game in South Bend. Night game. Yeah. Hmm. This is a tough one. I'm gonna go Caleb Williams USC. Will Ferrell's USC Trojans. Let's go. Huh. They won last week by the overtime field goal against Arizona State. Did USC right? Yeah, not not their <laughs> finest hour, but uh, hey, they got the job done. Another uh, coach with a visor, Lincoln Riley, loves the visor. Uh-oh. Never goes full hat or just hair, just visor guy. I wear my visor <sighs> at visor. night. The visor. <laughs> the visor. Yeah, Lincoln Riley. I'm curious. Lincoln Riley is he the next Cliff Kingsbury? Like, is he gonna be like one of those guys like hype train, but then will he deliver? I feel like you've got the best quarterback, possibly best player in college football, and they've been kind of just just getting by here and there. Um, really heavy loaded back into their schedule, and this kind of kicks that off at Notre Dame. Who are you taking? Since you've taken USC, I'm going to roll with the now number 21 ranked fighter, Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. They lost to Louisville last weekend. 
Um, and that was that was they've had a couple. And remember, they beat Duke on the last second play the week before. Then they yeah. lost to Louisville last week. They lost to Ohio State on the last second prior to that. Right, right. So this is a big game for Notre Dame. This is make or break game for their season. Uh, Marcus Bre- Freeman and his six kids, the head coach, is going to have them fired up. Most handsome, yeah, coach, yeah, in college yeah, football. Handsome fella, and he's fit. He's fit. He doesn't skip uh, Peck Day. He does not, and nor should you when you got NBC cameras on your on your chest twenty four seven. Relatable. <laughs> I'm going uh, Notre Dame. Uh, I like I like their old quarterback. I'm rolling with the Fighting Irish uh, only out of desperation. I think they need this one so badly. Yeah. Home the home juice will uh, will help them, and I'm rolling with the Irish. I like it. Um, moving on, we want to stay kind of themed in the the Pacific Coast here. UCLA. At Oregon State, who you got? I'm going to take the underdog and only because they're one of the surviving members of the Pac-12. And what a year for the Pac-12. We've been talking Pac-12 schools like crazy. It's their last year as a conference and they've got all these great teams. Maybe we shouldn't take the the keg of dynamite and blow the whole thing up because there's clearly some pretty talented people in some of these places. Anyway, I'll take the Beavers of Corvallis. I'll take Oregon State. I'll take Oregon State. Yeah, I'm gonna go UCLA. Just a little, just a my uncle, Uncle Chip, <laughs> Uncle Chip. You know what's really interesting about Uncle Chip this year? Mm-hmm. Known, made his name, known for his offensive innovation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. UCLA, one of the best defenses in the land this year. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I believe they have a true freshman at quarterback. Has been getting the job done pretty well. Like you said, Pac-12. Probably, you could even say arguably, but I think probably the best conference mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. And They'll eventually eat their own. Yes, exactly. These teams are going to yeah. start playing each other yeah. in conference, and yeah. you're going to see some of these uh, one and zero loss teams kind of take the take the dive. And if you're a Canadian listener and, and maybe not super tuned into college football, boy, A, do we appreciate you listening to this, but also you can't lose. You, you, know, you can get away with one loss and yeah. still maybe make the playoff. You lose two games... Your season in terms of, of a chance at the national championship is over. Over. Briefly, too, I feel like there is a anti-Pac-12 kind of bias, too. That's what sure. worries me. I feel like sure. it, you see an Oregon, a Washington, a USC have like two losses. They're definitely, lot, definitely excuse me, not playing in, a, in the semi, national semifinal. I'm getting so, a Pac-12 visor. You should, man. Go out the bang. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll, well, I'll take UCLA. You'll take Oregon State if you keep them score at home, and then we're moving to the East Coast. ACC, Miami. <laughs> what a week for the University of Miami. Miami versus undefeated North Carolina Tar Heels and Drake May. Who you got? I'm gonna roll with that old former coach of Texas. What's that cat's name? The old former <laughs> coach of Texas who's been at UNC for four years or so. Mac. Mac Brown. Mac. <laughs> I'm going with Mac Brown. I'm going Mac Brown and the the UNC Tar Heels. Again, shout out to Julius Peppers. They got Drake Mays making like four million bucks in NIL. Oof. They've they've looked really good. Always like it. We were just talking about Kentucky. Always like it when a basketball school has a good football team or vice versa. I like the Tar Heels. They got the they got a little bit of momentum. I'm rolling with the heels, especially after I saw Mario Cristobal and his. He didn't his, have a crystal ball. Oh, to that. hey now! Uh, a couple of the listeners to the gloss sent us a couple of clips 
um, on Instagram about his poor his poor choices down the stretch for Miami. So I'm going to stay with UNC. I want to say Miami. I know you do. Just to kind of, I feel so bad for uh-huh. those players uh-huh. for what went down last do week. And I feel like, hey, they're going to rebound. They're going to say, you know what? We were humiliated last week. We lose in the worst way. They win. They beat UNC on Saturday, and everyone forgets about that exactly. malfunction. Exactly. Winning is the, the best deodorant. So I'm going to I'm gonna say Miami. Oh! I love their uniforms. I like your chutzpah. Yeah. So let's say. Then the one more moment here where we do our, our college football wrap-up, and that is Jamal's trap game of the week. It's a trap. It's a trap. Justin's least favorite team, Ohio State, is rolling in the West Lafayette. Go trains. Purdue. Playing Purdue. Zach Eady. He's on the sidelines. Maybe on the sidelines. <laughs> in his Team Canada jersey. <laughs> Fresh back from Jakarta. <laughs> oh, man. It's so funny that he's still he's he's still playing college ball. But, hey, NIL if you got him. Yeah. Um, the reason this is the trap game of the week for me Ohio State has got to have one eye on Penn State next week. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll say they want uh, Day will Coach Day will sit there and say we're focused, the task at hand, Purdue. But you got to think we got Penn State really strong, number six coming in the following week to the horseshoe the following week. I think this could be a, a game that could trip them up. I mean, like you said, Ohio State quarterback play has been kind of shaky. They got. Or at least if you're a betting person, Purdue maybe covers the spread. There we go. Yeah. I think that's more than likely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's the trap game game to watch for the week from me. Let's take a break. Sports Gloss is back, and so's the NBA. Training camp just getting started, Jamal. Early, early, early days. Can't stress that enough. But a few things happening around the NBA. You're an NBA insider. You and Michael Wilbon. Give me a little taste of things that are jumping out to you. I'm going to hit you with a couple of thoughts. Sounds good. Drew Holiday traded to Boston. Yeah, so we... Last and sorry to cut you off. My bad for interrupting. Okay. Boston had a lot of people, the top of a lot of people's lists for um, favorites to win it all. Obviously, they were really close last year. We talk about Jalen Brown's left hand a lot, Jason Tatum, your affinity for Jason Tatum. They've added Drew Holiday, great player, great player, and they're looking strong. Lost. They've lost... Um, Marcus Smart. Thank you. Yeah. And um, Robert Williams. Yeah, they made some made some subtle moves, and maybe this is this is a great one. Yeah, this one we knew Drew Holiday, or we had a inkling that Portland would not be his final destination. There right. were a couple teams in play there. Ends up in Boston. You know, I got a lot of Boston friends in my our Boston fans in my life, and some are happy, some are, are still mad about Marcus Smart uh, leaving. Thank you. Going to Memphis. I think Holiday. Holiday, celebrate! You're gonna gain a great defensive player. You lose that that defense with Smart, but you're gonna get it back with him. Leadership. He's won a championship. He's a veteran player. He's strong. He's got a de- decent shot. Um, I feel like he's another ball handler. This opens up 
some space, I think, in the backcourt for, uh, you know, less ball handling from your guy Jalen Brown Mm -hmm. and some of those other guys. The question with me now for Boston is can um, KP... The unicorn. Yeah, the original. Can he stay healthy? How many minutes are you going to run Al Horford now that you don't have uh, Robert Williams as well? So those are the front court depth is a big question, but I'd say they're front or they're, they're, you know, whatever first six players are among the best in the league al horford's like 45 <laughs> probably <laughs> i mean i think he went to high school jesus <laughs> uh another quick note on drew holiday did you see the the post of um drew holiday's wife uh who played for the u.s women's national team did you see that post that she made sort of talking about the the realness of what it looks like when these trades go down in the nba or any of these other leagues i mean drew holiday was like in line for a sandwich in milwaukee in between workouts when he found out he got traded he had no idea you know, he really was doing something as innocuous as that or dropping his kids off at school. Yeah. And it absolutely came out of nowhere, nowhere, and totally lambasted him and his wife and their family. You're like, it's, it was an interesting little blurb that she put out there. Not even the, the, the Bucks hadn't even mentioned anything to Drew Holiday. Like, hey, this is a possibility. We'll let you know if something matriculates in a certain direction. We'll keep you in the loop, right? Like, nothing out of nowhere. Boom. Your life's changed. You got to pack everything up and move to Portland for a hot minute and then on to Boston. Like, it's kind of wild. That would be a wild, wild feeling. These guys and these men in this case are getting paid a lot of money and that's part of it. But what an odd feeling just to look at your phone and everything's changed. He's still a hero in a lot of people in Milwaukee's eyes, I believe. I mean, it was only a few years ago that won that championship after he came from mm-hmm. New Orleans. So mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting. I mean, the, the stakes are high always, but definitely now for Dame Lillard, you know, talking about the contrast, he comes to town, Drew leaves as a you know a champion, so it's like it's, it's interesting. But like you said, hey, it's a it's it's a business, man. It's a, other things that are interesting. Let's talk about Jimmy Butler's hair. Let's do it. If you haven't seen the pictures of Jimmy Butler at the Miami Heat media day, he had this long sum of coined emo hair. Jimmy coined it as emo. He did, and he even I heard I saw a clip and heard him say to a teammate, "This is like my Halloween." <laughs> <laughs> he was his hair was long and strong, and um, it's <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy, uh, Jimothy, Jimmy Rocks. He was really going for it. I kind of like it. I like the he's a different kind of cat, and I'm into it. Just the pressed hair. The like, I don't know if they're real or not, but he had like nose a, rings. No, yeah, nose ring, eyebrow ring, all this stuff, and just I'll be your number one little little uh, <laughs> Fallout Boy. Little I don't Fallout know. Boy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just like taking it all in because I'm just thinking about. I'm getting a visual image of Jimmy Butler and I saw that they actually used like there was a a ESPN graphic that had like the starting potential starting five for Miami and with they, him and his new hair they used that and it's amazing that he like he's done this before though right he went into last year's training club he had long braids yes that were 
Extensions. They were. I was gonna say they're fake, but that would be a bit rough around the edges. They were extensions, they were extensions right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he does, like he's had a history of doing this. Like he likes to kind of mess with people. You know what's really cool as well? Just briefly, like for gamers out there, like I believe on NBA 2K last year, like he has those braids because it was like kind of like one of those things yeah. where they like, took the photo. Yeah, like, they they'll do, use it all year. Yeah, use it. Yeah, so he, yeah. I, we could see him with this this emo look all year, which That's is so just funny. so funny. The one thing I'm gonna say is. People might like joke and stuff about him. He's having some fun, and I know the guys early in the season want to keep it loose and lively. But also, you gotta be fucking hard as shit to do it. To do it because yeah. if you're not like an elite guy, can you imagine no. No. how you're getting clowned no. like on the road and all this stuff? But Jimmy knows. He, he knows can, nobody he can, is gonna. He can, he can do it. He can look that way. And he used say, to live like, in his car. He used yeah. to live in his car. Nothing phases phases yeah. him. A couple other quick hitters on the NBA and a couple other things as we near the end of the pod here, JC. Uh, how about uh, Nokola Jokic, the glosses, the glosses Nuggets, defending champ. He's back in Serbia. He's been horse racing all summer, winning money, dancing on tables with his shirt off. You, you love to see it. <laughs> Coming back and looking... Well, looking like me coming back from the Thanksgiving long weekend, coming back to work on that Tuesday morning, case of the holiday Tuesdays, the Joker and I looking the same, feeling the same, not really wanting to be here, putting up with the questions and the questions and the annoyance of other human beings. Questions were asked of him if he'd like done some, you know, what his training regimen had been in the off season back in <laughs> Serbia. And he made it subtly clear that he, in fact, probably hadn't really touched a basketball since the last time he was stateside, which is so old school and something I really love. I love it too. And Jamal Murray was right there beside him with the yeah. presser and said, Nah, uh, he didn't touch nah, ball. He didn't touch ball. <laughs> and he's so bloody good that give him a month and he'll be right back slinging passes with a perfect amount of backspin through the lane to to the aforementioned Jamal Murray for a dunk. It's a long season, and then there's always that bit of a championship hangover, I'd like to believe, So, yeah. and then maybe a bit of a horse racing hangover as well for yeah. Nikola. But I imagine like he'll play himself back into shape. He's been in the league long enough now. He's been the he'll best get- player in the league that he knows how to calibrate, get his body right, get his mind right. And, you know, these guys... He's one of those guys, like, you need to take a break sometimes mentally. If he doesn't want to touch a ball, doesn't want to do those things, I think, you know, whatever, January, he's going to be fine. Exactly, yeah. As long as he's ready, you know, the NBA for me really starts on Christmas Day. Yep. And as long as he's hitting his peak performance by by the time the playoffs start and all the way down as we head towards spring, that's really what matters for him at this point. Like, yeah. you think he's sweating opening night? He doesn't give a shit. He just, he's getting a ring. Who are we playing? He doesn't even probably want to play. We're playing the Lakers? Uh, Whatever. AD, Schmady. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like that, though. Old school. Uh, uh, You were sending me dirty pictures of uh, Wembayama (laughs) and Chet Holmgren (laughs) battling the other night. By the way, just as a little context, Jamal and I try our best. We we exchange texts all the time and idea of, of topics on the show, but we try not to actually speak to each other. Until we get together to record the pod, so that it's organic and it's, it's it's funny and it's it's got all the ingredients that we hope you enjoy. So we just text. We we try not to speak except for this weekend when I was all excited about Michigan. Wembayama, are you in? What seven footer who shoots threes do you like? 
<laughs> it's so true. I got really excited about this. If you remember kind of over the summer end of the season, I was already hyping OKC. Chet being kind of the red shirt rookie of the year candidate right, here. Right. Um, Jalen Williams coming back. You got Shea becoming one of the top 10 players in the league. Boom. Also got Josh Giddy. All these guys are like under 23. Like yeah. it's so ridiculous. Yeah. OKC's got a ton of picks. Really sexy hipster team. And then when Bayama, I watched, I sent you, I think, a clip of uh, YouTube of him touring around. Endearing, San smart, Antonio. funny. Yeah, I mean, you're, I think he's like nickname. Kind of sweet. Yeah, he's just super sweet. You're yeah. Seven five. You obviously stand out everywhere, but then basketball mad San Antonio, where you don't have any other pro teams. You're the guy. You're the like the next. You know, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, second coming, whatever. Mural's already painted of you, and you haven't played a game yet. And he acknowledged that. He said, "You know what? Yeah. This is wild to me that you yep. show me this love, and I haven't even stepped on court. I haven't scored one point in an actual NBA game." But you could see there was like some humility and, and humbleness there. But then him Big walking time. up to some of the artists, walking into a bar, to, uh, some guys were watching a Cowboys game, and just the elation of people just meeting him. And like I feel like it's a it's a great marriage, like player and city and fan base there. So the things he was doing the other night, actually on the court, were amazing. I saw a steal where he's Easy. like, "It's early, it's early." Go go gadget arms, full on, just like that eight foot wingspan or whatever it measures to be is nuts. There's going to be a lot of sneaky blocks and steals from him this year where guys like, Oh, I got by him out of nowhere. Bam. Hopefully, hopefully he stays healthy though. Him and Chet Holmgren. That's the only, that could be the only possible knock on human beings built this way. Right. Like, can they stay healthy? You know, it's a genetic coin flip. If they can Chet, as you mentioned, had the red shirt last year after being at Gonzaga before that, like maybe he comes back and maybe he wins rookie of the year. It's possible. But these, these two creatures with this kind of build, I mean, they could change the NBA and create a whole nother sort of prototype or lots of guys who've come in and been similar size and never, never stay healthy and never really develop. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, Greg Oden's a GA at, at Butler. You nailed it. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. Greg, that's like a, the cautionary tale for sure. I just wanted to say Wimby 20 points in 19 minutes, I believe, the other night, which is really great. Um, taking guys off the dribble at 7 5, crossing no, them up. I, I didn't mean to be disparaging. It's pretty remarkable what little bits we've seen so far be. Yeah. Sign me up. I'm on the I'm on the the the, uh, the hype train for both of these teams and both these players. I love Chet as well. Couple other quick notes. Couple other quick notes. NHL started tonight. Yes. As we record, I just see that the Vancouver Canucks have throttled everyone's pick for the Stanley Cup. The Edmonton Oilers. Take that. Take that in Edmonton. Eight one. Woo! Touchdown, baby. Touchdown <laughs> and a two point conversion. <laughs> My there's some E-Town listeners that we have suck on that potato. <laughs> That's all right. 81 games left. Oh, yeah, right. So I'm getting excited. Um, <laughs> but here's my point, JC. Why doesn't the NHL season start on Canadian Thanksgiving? Ooh. Right? Why don't games kick off on Sunday? Sunday. You are talking how, how much about in the American Thanksgiving, how embedded the the NFL is on Thursday and the college football is on the Saturday. Why, why doesn't the NHL Canada's game start on 
Sunday or start on this weekend. It makes total sense. People are gathering with their families. They're trying to avoid talking to Uncle Rick about politics, right? (laughs) Captive audience. Captive audience. Let's put on some, let's put on that hockey. You nailed it, and that's so, so Come on, great. that's a good idea. I came up with that by myself, by the way. That goes uh, uh, just like how ESPN co-opted my uh, my power play or whatever they're calling yeah, it. Yeah, red zone Red zone package. kind of yes. package thing. Correct. So uh, pay us. But yeah, I agree. I feel like we're only, it was what? Like the game started last night, Tuesday. They missed by just a few days. Back it up. And it's not, I mean, we don't need to be playing hockey in the fucking July. Like, pull it back a few days, right? It's, yeah. a, it's a wash. We're talking days, right? Yeah. Started on the Canadian Thanksgiving. Started at the beginning of the Canadian sort of halt, fall, winter holiday calendar. Again, people are chilling with the family. They're having food, having drinks. It, like, it just makes sense. I love it. It's it a great idea. It just makes sense. It's a great idea. Thank you. It's missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Batman. <laughs> another thing with the nhl uh kind of maybe a bit of a deeper note but they they banned the pride tape do you want to talk about this yeah i think we should well, we've talked about this before how last year a lot of nhl clubs banned the pride jerseys um the, you know in support of the lgbtq plus jerseys and this year they've decided that no teams will do any jerseys and most specifically we're also going to ban the pride tape right yeah. there's no really fi- no real fine set for this apparently but yeah, it's gross man it, to get rid of this stuff seems so silly to me right like i used to give a lot of credit to hockey and mostly to Brian Burke because hockey while it has its flaws and one of them being only rich predominantly white people can play it if i may be so bold they they were big into hockey is for everyone if you can play you can play they were vocal about that five to eight years ago and i i respected that out of them in the last few years uh, with political influences influences and religious influences coming in from different parts of the world as the league has players from all the world it's kind of they've backed off that stance a little bit and i don't love that jc i don't love that but this also means the exclusion of, you know, they used to wear pink in the rink cancer sort of to to right. create cancer awareness. That's gone. Guys had the pink sticks with the pink tape and sort of the same category or military awareness with the camo and the fatigues. Yep. It's all gone, right? And that pride tape, ah, ah, I find that a bit irksome. I find that a bit irksome. Yeah. I like I liked how they did that. I thought that was a that was a big pro for me in their category. Yeah, and you know how I've felt about uh, NHL and some of the things they they do and some of these decisions and this all-or-nothing decision from me. I'm going to steal a phrase from a colleague, pale, male, and stale. Good. That's good. I feel like (laughs) you're not changing your audience. You're not changing those dynamics, and you're not really evolving into modern sport like a lot of the other sports are doing. As you said, and once again, another missed opportunity, this one with more depth than, than we were joking about previous to this. But yeah, I just don't get it. Just like a little bit of tape and they're just similar and just small like gesture, yep. small gesture. We talked about in the early days of the podcast, just the value of seeing yourself out there in some way or another. Right. When we were talking right. about like uh, just the kind of evolution of college women's basketball in the past year mm-hmm. and like how mm-hmm. that has 
spurned so many young uh, women to, to go. And, and, and this is another thing, too, like you said, with the anyone can play. Burke uh, spoke out about it, I think, yesterday or today as well in the press about how he thinks this was a, was a fail. And just as we wrap here, JC, Richmond Squirrels, be damned. If you're not watching playoff baseball, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. I love playoff baseball. Those stadiums look electric. Philadelphia with Bryce Harper. Atlanta looks great. The Dodgers just got swept tonight. The Blue Jays. My Blue Jays. Oh, that, that frustration. That sports pain is real. That sports pain is real, JC. Um... I really like playoff baseball, even if you're not a baseball person, which uh, we know you're not. <laughs> but playoff baseball is worth a drive-by. You never know. Maybe you'll uh, maybe you'll get hooked and you'll catch a few innings and enjoy it. Anyway, JC, we're reaching the end here. Any, uh, any last words for the listeners? Survive in advance. See you next week. Peace.